Ever dreamt of quitting your job, selling your possessions, and traveling the world? We did, and now we're making it a reality and a podcast. Welcome to Live Let Rome, a travel podcast. I'm Christy. And this is Eric. Join us on our travel adventures as we look to educate and inspire you to travel more and get the most out of each travel experience. Welcome to episode 11 of Live Let Rome. In the previous episode, we mentioned we arrived in Catania, Sicily. In this episode, we'll be exploring all of our side trips from Catania, including Mount Etna, Taormina, and Syracuse. We got lots to cover, so here we go. Where are we? We mentioned the three side trips that we're headed toward. In the previous episode, we mentioned that Catania is at the foot of Mount Etna. So we're going to talk about Mount Etna first. Mount Etna is the nearest. It's about 25 miles northwest of Catania. Tarmina is located on the other side of Mount Etna, and it's about 29 miles north of Catania. Syracuse is located southeast on the coast, and it's about 39 miles away. Now the populations for the cities. Mount Etna, nobody should be living on top of a volcano. (laughs) Although, Eric, you did live on a volcano once. Yeah, I did in in Maui on Mount Haleakala. Yes. Wasn't exactly at the top. It's probably at the foot. (laughs) Halfway. So no population on the volcano. But we're going to talk about the other two cities. So Tarmina had a population of over 10,000, which was relatively small based on what we realized. Mm -hmm. And that was comparable to the U.S. city of Sedona, Arizona. Now, Syracuse, a little bit bigger at 383,000. And when I was typing it in to find a comparable city, I saw a wonderful whopper. And that would be New Orleans, Louisiana. How did we get around? All three side trips were around an hour to reach from our home base at Catania. We spent about five to seven hours at each location, leaving in the morning and back by our home base by dinner time. All places were accessible by bus from the main downtown bus station. Information about departures can be hard to find online, so it is best to visit the terminal and take pics of schedules posted. These locations can be easily explored on your own or with a combined tour if you choose. Toromina and Etna are best combined, but we did them separately on our own since we had the time. You'll want the full day in Syracuse. Now it's time for some quick facts. According to the Royal Geographic Society, the lava type erupting out of Mount Etna is viscous and sticky. Therefore, it's slow moving. As a result, Etna has killed no more than 77 people in the last 2,700 years. This is due to the lava speed and nature of the eruptions. Taramina is where Francis Ford Coppola and the cast stayed when filming Godfather 1 and 2. Much of Godfather 1 was filmed around Taramina rather than the village of Corleone, which was notorious for its high crime rate at the time. Syracuse was founded by the Greeks and is a historic city from ancient times to World War II. It is also the birthplace of the famous mathematician Archimedes, who discovered how to measure volume. Eureka! Thank you. 
we talk about our standout moments for each side trip. I will be tackling Mount Etna and I'll be taking you along our ascent up the mountain. So starting first, the bus to Mount Etna was only 13 euros for the both of us and it was about a 45 minute journey. Now on those last 10 minutes, instead of going directly up the mountain, what you're doing is you're actually zigzagging your way to the top of the mountain. And each little zig and zag you're passing by, you're seeing the evidence of Edna's power with each layer. So this means you're going from a green environment to more porous and lava rock. Yeah, and you're going to feel that elevation in your head as well. So you're going from 22 feet at sea level where Catania is, and the top of Edna is actually 11,000 feet. Now, we didn't make it all the way to the top, but quite near the top. Yes. And about midway up the mountain, we saw a house that was actually partially covered and buried by the lava, which was definitely a highlight of the bus ride up. That's when it really got real. That's when you saw like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a This is happening. <laughs> it's happening. So when the bus drops you off, it drops you off a little over midway. So this is about 6,233 feet up the mountain. There you're going to have the opportunity to explore the craters and some expansive views of Catania and the nearby towns. Yeah, and with that elevation, there's really an adjustment period that's going to be happening with your body and your ears. So you want to take your time if you can delay going to the direct top. We kind of just got on the bus. We walked around a little bit, but we got on the cable car pretty soon. Doing it over again, I might have waited about 15-20 minutes because mm -hmm. at the top there aren't a whole lot of activities to do, but it does take a little pressure on you. And also, when preparing for your trip to Vietnam, liberally put some sunscreen on your face and head and arms and things of that nature because you're closer to the sun in the atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's something that we witnessed was something that didn't obviously explain you know that you're up higher, it's going to be different, you know the elevation, but since you're higher, that UV light is getting to you, so slather on that sunscreen because we saw a lot of pink and red <laughs> lobster faces there. Yeah. All right, and when you're getting off that bus, the first thing that you really notice is when you're walking around, it totally felt like a different planet or if you were on Mars. The rocks itself had its own sound. I was obsessed with the way they sounded when they crumbled on my feet. They were very porous and airy and light. And a couple things to note is that in the Mediterranean, those temperatures are a little bit warmer than they are in the States. Probably at this time, it was about April. So it's probably around 60 to 7 degrees at the base. And when you go higher, the temperatures definitely get cooler. So at this level, on this base level, you still see remnants of the snow still on the ground. So we decided probably about 10 or 15 minutes we're at this base and we decided, well, I decided. <laughs> I wanted to be up the cable car because I was so jazzed to get to the top. When you head to the cable car, it's about a 20 minute trip to that next to last level. And that next to last level is about 9,678 feet. And as you're waiting online to get into that cable car, there's these big frame pictures where you can read info about Etna eruptions and actually see some pictures of Etna's biggest eruptions. Yeah, and you have a couple options when you're going. You could take the cable car directly up. You can also actually hike up the mountain, which we actually saw several people doing, hiking up the side of the volcano, which personally, um, you know, wasn't the most interesting hike as far as variety. It's black rock straight up and it was the air is pretty thin so it would take a lot of energy to do that personally i would opt and recommend the cable car it's just a lot more efficient and more fun that way 
Okay, so the cable car to ride itself was really compelling. As you're on this cable car, I mentioned it's 20 minutes, you get to witness everything. You see your ascent, you see the land further changing, and that at the top, you really get the really true feel of what's happening. When you get off the cable car, you're gonna go down this little aisleway and you can even rent a coat for extra warmth. So the degrees have gone down quite considerably, probably about the 40s and 30s at this point near freezing. And you have the opportunity to get a snack and take in some of the views. I'm gonna let Eric talk to you a little about oh, how he felt at the top. <laughs> well, let's just say, you know, you feel it at 6,000 feet where the bus leaves you off. But you really start to feel it when you climb this 20-minute cable car to the near top of Mount Etna. In fact, we had a bag of chips with us. And at the top, we, we got out of the cable car. We looked at the chips. We are going to have a snack. It puffed up like a balloon. The pressure of the chips literally was like a balloon. We popped it. Yeah, you were looking for some encouragement to help because I know you were feeling a little not great. And you asked, you remembered, oh, you have that chip bag. I took it out and it was like stay puff marshmallow. Well, let's be fair. I had a hangover from the night before. We had some wine. Not recommended the night before going to Edna. Don't drink alcohol. And <laughs> it's not the best prescription. But uh, yeah, so I was having some earaches and little uh, headaches and things like that. So I was like, let's go. Let's Let's head down. But... I muscled it through it, and uh, we did it. It was good. I think what encouraged me, too, there was snow on the top of the mountain, so I made a snowball, threw it at you, and you know, for taking me up to the top of this volcano. Yeah, that was your last burst of energy, was that <laughs> snowball, and then you were like, I want I'm out. done, I'm done. But but it did start resolving. The pain started to resolve a little bit afterwards. Yeah, yeah I managed to convince you to stay, please, a little longer, because <laughs> I was just so jazzed at this point. As you were feeling not your best. I was super jazzed on the idea of the impending doom and the sheer magnitude of this volcano. Oh my God, I was excited. Uh, And this wasn't even at the top level. You had one more level to get to the higher. Now, to get to this level, you had to go with an experienced guide. You could not do this on your own. There was no option of hiking by yourself. And there was either a hiking with a guide or Range Rovers for that last thousand feet to the top. So after about a half hour up at the top, which I think was about enough, we headed down with about three hours to kill before the bus came back, which is a long time because there wasn't a whole heck of a lot to do around there. However, there are some extra craters you can check out, which I really found enjoyable. You you can actually walk into the crater. It seemed like a crater on the moon. Still had some great pictures, and there was a lot of people stacking rocks on top of each other, which was cool. We did have a bite to eat. I think we got some pizza at one place, and there was another place you could eat on the other side of this main area. So walked through the craters, enjoyed that, and then we ended up taking a nap on the lounge chairs outside of the restaurant for about two hours. But there is a significant amount of time to kill before that bus comes back. Yeah, and we didn't nap for two hours. Let's make that clear. No, One and a half hours, something like that? All right, don't be dramatic. Anyway. (laughs) One hour and 52 minutes. (laughs) At least maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes we were napping. But the point of it is that overall it was a great trip, but it was a bit long to wait for that bus. So that's when we gave the recommendation earlier that this can be combined. I would say overall to spend on this mountain, you probably can do about three hours is a good time in total. I think we were there for about five hours, so that's where it felt a little long to us. But from that, we got so jazzed, we wanted to research more about Etna eruptions, and that it even inspired us where I was determined we had to watch a volcano movie that night, and yeah. we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We now have arrived to Tormina. And with Tormina, I'm going to take this a little bit differently and interview Eric about the experience. A couple things before we get started to give you some background about Tormina. Tormina is a town north of Catania, about an hour and 10 minutes it took us to get there. And it spans from the Ionian Sea up to the mountainsides. And it was definitely a welcome respite on what we picture Sicilian towns. And that's something that made a huge part of our experience. It was a complete 180 of Catania. All right, first question up for you, Eric. Was there anything about Tormina that surprised you that you didn't expect? Well, I expected a nice Sicilian town and we definitely got that. I think it was just the views from Tormina that were just jaw-dropping. I mean, absolutely some of the best views I've ever seen. Right, even from when the bus going up on the bus, the, the ride was spectacular. Getting out of the bus, there's this cliff with these birds nesting on the side of the, the mountain. And then the walk into town on uh, the parks and things like that. So just can, amazing. Yeah, you can definitely say it surpassed our expectations. We expected the quaint yes. town, but we didn't really expect a storybook picturesque town. And that's something that I think it delivered with us. Absolutely. All right. Next question up for you. What did you like best about Tormina, and what did you like the least? All right, first off, I'd say it had some of the best little street food or little small snack bars that we encountered around there. Again, looking for the food, I did a little research before we arrived, but there's this place, we started our adventure at the Bam Bar, where we mm -hmm. got a lemon granita. It was just super tasty and a great place to just sit when you enter the town and kind of take it all in. I think we were hunting granitas all over Sicily <laughs> for two weeks straight. But yeah, this was delicious. Yeah, and then afterwards we wanted to get some food. So there's this place called Strip Food. Street mm -hmm. food, I think, for Italian. We got this eggplant stuffed pizza right across the street from mm -hmm. the granita spot. And it just gave us that energy to kind of explore this very walkable Small town, but packed with a lot of history and information. Yes, definitely saved us a little bit to give us energy to explore. What else? We go to the amphitheater, which we'll touch on. It's simply interesting. Now, we've been to a lot of cities now. We've seen, we've noticed that every town has an amphitheater, but this one was special. It was on kind of, a again, a top of a hill. You had this view headed down a thousand feet to the ocean, some of the best pictures I think we took there, we'll post some later, but it just had the sense of history and then the sense of the interesting location, which yeah, was really Yeah, I cool. can compare it. You can have a really nice house and there are really nice houses everywhere, but they're not really nice houses with a view like this. And that's yeah. what I can compare this amphitheater to is that you really get the full expanse of the mountainside and looking down into the city and it gives you that experience of the history and the beauty. Yeah, it was fantastic. Next up, I would say what I liked, Villa Communal Park. So mm -hmm. after the amphitheater, we found this park again, which is looking overlooking the sea. And it looked like out of a movie set. I mm -hmm. think probably Francis Ford Coppola. You can see why he was inspired. Yeah, because <laughs> he, stayed, he stayed here when filming Godfather 1 and 2. And mm -hmm. it looked like a movie set. Hard to explain how, how nice it was. Uh, so that was great. And a great place to rest after the amphitheater. You walk quite a bit. So this park gives you a good one-hour chance to just kind of relax. Side note, if you read the cat blog and you saw the little doorway picture of the little tiled cat, that's actually in Tormina. And when I this one I compared to a storybook illustration. And this is what I mean. If you want to take a look at that cat blog, the round arch doorway is from Tormina. 
And then we headed around Taormina. We went to Piazza di Aprile, which has like a checkerboard floor. Again, it looks like out of a, like a book. It's just so classic. And then after that, we were getting hungry again. We actually went back to strip food because we liked our experience first time mm -hmm. and that's where we got the arancini of all arancinis oh that was my just, favorite one of the trip it was just amazing i think we had one with the classic ragu stuffed and then you had the ham and with the pistachio pistachios and cheese, and cheese. <gasps> so good and we'll yes. post a picture of this but the orange juice looks like nuclear orange and then i had a little glass of wine but it's just so simple you get this little place you get your tray you go outside in this little courtyard and eat, and it was just fantastic. So that was a highlight. And then... Um, Let me talk about my highlight, because yeah. usually sweets are my tree. When you're walking around town, there's little narrow ways that you can make your way. And as we're walking around, you smell the scents. You're seeing these specialty shops, chocolate shops, pasta shops, restaurants. But what caught my nose was the wonderful smell of baked goods, and it was these pistachio cookies. I didn't know if exactly they were pistachio. All I knew that it was a sweet, heavenly scent that was oh, drawing so me in, almost like a little come here finger saying, <laughs> please visit me. And the shop we had to stand, I was like, Eric, I need those cookies. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> with a determination. And he went in and you could see them freshly on the sheet, just cooling down, coming from the oven, got some pistachio cookies and oh, right, Eric? sat under the tree and munched them before we got on the bus and yeah it was it was a perfect ending to Tarmina. now the one thing you asked me is like what i liked the least yes, now is... it's hard to find anything on this little town that is uh, wrong or you don't like however there was a cable car that was going to take you down to the foot of the mountain where there's this walkable island where you can actually walk low tide mm -hmm. and walk out to this island and check it out and the views are supposed to be spectacular Unfortunately, the cable car was out of commission when we were there, so liked it the least, yeah, because we would have done that for sure. Yeah, and that's something that will actually connect probably to the next question. So would you plan to return? And if yes, what else would you like to do and see? Well, definitely the cable car if we were back there. It would be cool to stay a couple nights there because you, as soon as you were getting into the vibe, we had to go back to Catania, which is, again, a whole different scene. So it would have been nice to at least stay maybe the weekend there. Yeah. yeah, and it was a long walk if you didn't take the cable car to navigate down to the sea. So that's where you wanted the extra time to have a whole separate day to explore the lower parts of Tarmina where we were on the upper part. All right, last question for you. How much time would you recommend for visiting Tarmina? I mean, if you're limited on time, one day was perfect. You can see it in one day without mm -hmm. a doubt. But again, a couple, two, three days would be great. And uh, just to give you a feel, here's some sounds from our experience in Taramina. to save the best for last and that would be Syracuse. 
Syracuse was our hands down pick of where to visit for an extended time, right, Eric? Absolutely. Yeah, it was so much to see, such little time. Oh, it was one of those places that we got there and we're like, oh, we messed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say we messed up. I mean, you can definitely do Syracuse in a day trip, and I'd recommend it, or as a cruise port stop for one day. You can definitely see it for a day. It's just you want to stay longer there, right? Yeah, it was I just think like, it... I want to stay in this place for at least a week. Yeah, it had a lot to offer. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So Syracuse has really strong Greek influences. They were absolutely fantastic, and they were on display everywhere. And they gave you a variety of things to do. So great restaurants to eat, even little areas to swim. You can visit those historic sites or even visit a weird puppet museum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little (laughs) later. Eric, tell me about some of your favorite things about Syracuse. When we arrived at Syracuse, you arrived in the main town, and we wanted to check that out, but we just beelined right for the island of Ortigia, which is definitely my standout moments, and where we spent the most of this side trip at. Yes, you don't want to ever leave there. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's so nice. So you walk down, and we just headed right to the end of the island, and it was about what about a 15-minute walk, not far from Mm -hmm. the bus terminal. There's a castle there. And you sit down, there's a little bar. We had to use the restroom, so it's a nice break for that. And you sit at the castle and have a beer. So I had a Peroni and just watched people, watched the boats going by. It was just really, really nice. That, by far, is a standout moment because you could, again, just hang out there for a couple hours easily. And fun fact, the island Ortizia is the original Greek city of Syracuse. So it's really... A true separation where you really see the influences of that ancient history, the Greek and later Roman influences of that island. And then you get to the mainland and you see more of the Bonnard side. Yeah, so we were there again in mid-April. It wasn't that warm, but we wanted to sit by the water. So we're walking along the one side and we notice these steps going down to this pebbly beach. It's called Calarosa Beach. And that's where we spent our next hour there. We took off our shoes, put our Feet in the water. It was a little chilly. Just one person, I think, jumped in a little bit towards the end. We just sat there and skipped stones. And again, there was a bunch of people kind of around there. But you could see this would be a place in the hot summer would to just relax. It'd be great. But yeah. it was a highlight for sure. It was very refreshing. And even with it being a little chillier in April, it was enough that people were suntanning themselves. The water was really clear. Although pebbly, you'll need some swim shoes, but it was just beautiful. And you had the sights of the old city all around you. Yeah. And then we headed back and then we ended up visiting the famous puppet museum. So I'll let Christy expand. All right. It's time for the puppet museum. Finding this puppet museum. Museum de Poopy. Museum de Poopy? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so something I'd like to do, I mentioned it in previous episodes, When I want to find something weird or interesting, I go to Atlas Obscura and I'd be able to find some unique things that traditionally you won't think to visit. And this is one of those places. The Puppet Museum opened in 2006 and it's kind of an addendum to the puppet theater that's Mm -hmm. just down the path. And with this Puppet Museum, it traces the history of the puppetry craftsmanship, which is very much a part of the cultural identity of Artesia and its people. You can buy tickets. I believe they were like six euro. They're actually yeah, really like five affordable. Or six euros to check and out. with the tickets, you get to see a free puppet show later on at five p.m. This is where wah, I missed the puppet <laughs> show because I would have loved <laughs> this puppet funny, show. Yeah. But we just got opportunity to experience the museum, and you just have a different selection of these 
puppets that have come down through the years in history, and they're paper mache, there's some wooden ones, and pretty much most of them are creepy, and mm-hmm. I love it. And when I say creepy, when you think of a creepy pup or a creepy doll, which we talk about, is I'm thinking of Punch and Judy for older folks, and maybe for some other relations, Lady Elaine from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> Yes, yeah. You know, yeah, a little good. bit of that waxy kind of look and the over-exaggerated features. That was definitely some of the identity. And they had different little scenes from fairy tale scenes. And then we laughed because this one room, which there were just like heads and pieces, which I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was hanging the seven Smurfs. Smurfs playing saxophone. <laughs> playing saxophone. It was like the seven dwarves, but there were seven Smurfs. I, I don't was... know. I don't know. It was weird and it was fantastic. The Smurfs were super tall too as well, which was contrary to what a Smurf was. I loved it and it was a fantastic experience. It's something that was only about, I want to say maybe in total about four rooms. Right, yeah. Three slightly larger ones and one small little wood shop that you can see. But you can get a lot of enjoyment in those little rooms. It was. And it was a nice break from all the historical stuff that we've been experiencing, which is great. I love it. But it was like a little bit of their like funny side or pop culture side of the culture. So it was really cool to see. Yeah. So we talked about that missed opportunity missing the puppet theater. Eric, can you think of any other missed opportunities we had in Syracuse? Yeah. So it's really known for its historic relics and its park. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit outside of the city. Is about... I don't know, well, it's in Syracuse. So now we're going off the island of Artigia, and it's about a mile and a half into Syracuse, and it's this famous archaeological park, which mm-hmm. has amphitheaters. And it's it, we actually walked there, but by the time we got there, it was like, well, we have like an hour, and we didn't want to rush through it. So we just decided to sit outside and have a snack, you mm-hmm. know, in their little cafeteria, which was outside and beautiful and all of that. So we kind of enjoyed it, but it would have been a great opportunity to really, you could spend the whole day just in that park. You can see by the different activities how you can create a full itinerary of several days up to a week to experience the different sites of Syracuse. And we didn't even tap onto any of the history of Syracuse in World War II and Patton. There's tons of stuff on that. We didn't get to tap into that. So there's a long and rich history that definitely can be explored with extended time. There. Yeah, at least two, three days, but you could spend up to a week there easily in Syracuse. No, if you only have a day, go to the island of Artigia. I think that's a great place mm-hmm. to spend your day. But uh, yeah, and we didn't really eat. It's funny, I usually have food things to talk about. We brought our lunch, which saved us some time, but there was this one pizza place right on the end. I was like, oh, I wanted to check that out. And oh, they didn't warm their ovens up till wait, 6 Wait, wait, I remember something we ate. The almond granita I had oh, outside the a... castle. This was our first venture into the <laughs> almond granita that I talked about in the Catania episode. And this was something that, oh, it was so delicious. You had the granita, I had the cerveza. Of course. The peroni. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was a place I would recommend minimum four to five days, easily a week, and you won't regret it. Yeah. Wrapping it up, what have we learned today? Expanding your horizons can really open up all new senses of adventures and taste, sensations, and sights to see. Buses are the cheap and easy way to get around for exploring the smaller side cities and towns of Sicily. Look up attractions or weird and interesting things to find new adventures in your side trips. 
spend additional time in those special cities to get a chance to fully soak in the history. And don't forget, volcanoes are powerful and unpredictable, and don't take them for granted. Our next city or country is going to be Rimini and San Marino on the mainland of Italy. Remember, our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your next adventure near or far. So what are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to Live Let Rome. Visit our website for more to see and read at liveletrome.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Simply search Live Let Rome. Our podcast is free wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe. To support Live Let Rome, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Feel free to drop us an email at liveletrome at gmail.com and include your show questions, recommendations, or to share your travel adventures, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. So until next time, get out and roam. <laughs>